Testing, one, two, three. Happy Sunday, everybody. Good evening, welcome to Infidel Coffee, our friggin' live. Y'all had a good weekend? Get things booted up here. Back on YouTube tonight for anybody that knows, cares. Cat like reflexes. Brother Mark, glad you're here, buddy. Awful nice to finally meet you face to face, I assure you, it truly was. Hi Debbie. Brother Larry, Nailgun Sr. is in the house, family as well I'm sure, Nailgun Jr. Mama, hope everybody's there. Love you guys. Hi, Andrea. Glad you're here. JR, yeah, hello there, stranger. Long time no see, huh? Long time no see. Hi, Sean. Glad you're here, buddy. Brother David. See what kind of a group we can pull together tonight. We're operating, like I said, both on Facebook and YouTube again. Finally, they let me back on. Ye frickin' ha, we'll see how long that lasts. Hi, Jay, glad you're here, buddy. Yeah, they booted me. Medical misinformation, of course. Jeffrey, glad you're here, brother. Good evening to you, too. Ah, seems like forever. <laughs> Hope everybody's been paying attention to all the moving parts out there in the world. It's getting diabolically evil. You know, I hate to be the bearer of bad news all the time, but you know what the good news is? We're all here, and we're awake. We know the truth. That's the good news. Every generation is faced with its own... own obstacles. I said I hope everybody's had a good weekend I know we did had a nice interesting weekend good learning curve good learning experience for me and some of the brothers got some good training in this is always good just doing a recheck make sure I got everybody here with us brother Steve glad you're here brother Dave Denoyer good evening my good friend and rebel infidel indeed somebody's got to hold that line folks and I assure you the government is failing dismally 
at its responsibilities. We're going to talk a little bit about that tonight. First, I want to get into a few things. I, I've been collecting newspapers. Every day I go in and buy coffee at the gas station, and I peruse, if I can use that word, peruse. You don't get a chance to use that word very often. But I peruse the headlines in the newspapers. And even though we have internet, it's good to pick up a newspaper periodically. You see things in writing, because not everybody's uh, technically savvy. And so there's, there's a lot of people out there that just use newspapers as their source of information, much like they do CNN, Communist News Network, and, and other misinformation outlets. And so I grabbed a few of those, so I'm just going to touch on the headlines here somewhat tonight, just to remind everybody that the propaganda and the social engineering is full steam ahead. They're not letting up, folks. They lost four years with Donald Trump, uh, and they're out to make up for lost time. They don't want to take another chance in 2024 uh, with the possibility of uh, somebody else slipping in and uh, stealing the show. That would really be a, a game changer for them. So they're going to cram everything they can into the next four years. And, and they're not off to a slow start, I might add. They're off to the races. The gun has been fired and they're out of the, sh out of the chute. Uh, they're sprinting down the track. We all know about the cancel culture taking place here in America, and we're going to touch on that in different uh, facets tonight. But uh, th there's a huge, th this new movement of canceling America, you know, the leftist movement to replace our symbols with new ones. And we need to be clear on this. There's a huge national debate about some of our most important national symbols. And this has erupted as of recent, you know, how they're constantly changing the pieces on the game board. And it's rapidly becoming one of the hottest political issues at hand. But what most people aren't realizing is that this isn't really a debate about our past, even though it may seem that way at times. But rather, this is a debate about what our future is actually going to look like. You know, those that are demonizing the American flag and the national anthem, the Declaration of Independence, and the Constitution are, are not doing this for the purpose of winning a historical debate their true goal is to cancel those symbols and replace them with new ones. And we need to be clear about this in our heads, folks. Because they're dead serious about what they're attempting to do. Um, and they're in it to win. And I keep saying this, you know, these people are willing to get together, congregate, plan, and strategize on how to inflict this upon America. And at this point, seemingly, they're winning. If you look around, there are those of us that are our participants in groups, call them whatever you want. Um, but the fact of the matter is, when you look at the overall population numbers for any given area and then stand in one of these groups and do a head count, you will find that the percentage of individuals that are actually engaged in protecting and trying to prevent this perverse change in America is very, very small, sadly. And so that's another reason why we must be well-prepared and well-trained. But those that are demonizing, as I said, the American flag and the national anthem, the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, they're not doing this for the purpose of winning the historical debate, as I said. Their real goal is to cancel those symbols and replace them with the new ones. Because our existing national symbols represent the values and principles that are diametrically opposed to the values and principles that they wish to impose upon this society. 
And if they ultimately get their way, the United States, I assure you, will eventually become an extremely repressive, high-tech dystopian society where absolutely no dissent is tolerated. Anybody that's ever read the book 1984, if you haven't done this, and you can even find this, you can probably find it in uh, narrative form on, on YouTube. Um, and there's actually, I believe, a video on there that goes through the whole thing. And this kind of goes along the same lines as Animal Farm. But if you've never read the book 1984, I strongly, strongly recommend that you do. This is essential reading material. Um, and anybody that thinks they know what's going on, you really need to read this. But if they ultimately get their way, the United States, as I said, is going to become extremely repressive. So in other words, we would look a whole lot like what communist China does today. When I was growing up, the godless communists on the other side of the globe were the bad guys. And, and we were all raised to greatly love the flag, revere it, and the freedoms that it represented. Not to mention those individuals that were willing to, whether by naivety, whatever it was, patriotism. These people were willing to lay down their lives for this in the supposed name of freedom. And I've said it many times, as many wars as have been fought... In the name of freedom, all I see is a shrinking number of freedoms and liberties uh, for the individuals of this world. But now our flag is regularly demonized in the corporate media. You know, for example, the New York Times just published an article in which the flag was described as alienating. Can you freaking believe this? In America, the New York Times, which is a freaking rag, as are most of them, but they describe the flag as alienating. This should send chills up the middle of your back. It does me. It actually infuriates me. So what was once a unifying symbol, you know, there's a star on, uh, on it for each state, uh, after all, is, is now alienating to some. It's stripes, uh, now fault lines between people who kneel while the Star Spangled Banner plays, and those for whom not pledging allegiance... Uh, is an affront. And it's made the celebration of the 4th of July of patriotic bunting and cakes with blueberries and strawberries arranged and old glory into another cleft in a country that seems to no longer quite so divisive under a flag threatening to fray. This is a problem, folks. You think about this. I was just talking to a friend. I had uh, lunch with a couple of clients of mine. And one of them is fairly young. It's a father-son. Um, and he was talking about he was going into a club downstate and uh, was just informing the guy at the door, hey, you know, I was in the military, I'm out now, hoping you can get me in here. Um, he's single, wanted to go out and do a little partying. And this drunk Mexican, and I'm not picking on Mexicans, that just happens to be who it was, which is probably somewhat typical, I imagine, in these uh, shithole democratically run cities and states. But his attitude was, fuck you, fuck the military, fuck your flag, and fuck your country on the 4th of July. Now, I don't know about you, but I'd have had a really, really difficult time refraining from choking this son of a bitch out. At one time, it would have been unthinkable for a major new newspaper like the New York Times to publish a statement. But the times sure have changed. 
And the calls from the socialist democratic left and their cronies for existing flag to be replaced with a new one are, are starting to gain traction, folks, and you better be paying attention. The following uh, comment comes from a widely circulated opinion piece that this singer, uh, Macy Gray, authored last month. President Biden, Madame Harris, and members of Congress, the American flag has been hijacked as code for a specific belief, okay? God bless those believers, they can have it. Like the Confederate, it is tattered, dated, divisive, and incorrect. It no longer represents democracy and freedom. It no longer represents all of us. It's not fair to be forced to honor it. It's time for a new flag. Think about that statement for a minute, folks. Think about that. Think about the thousands and thousands that gave their lives fighting for what that flag represents, and yet we have some pissant piece of shit like this. Dare make a comment like that. This is a pathetic statement, and I assure you, as they continue to spit these pissant little bastards out of these public schools and colleges, you're going to see more and more of this, and they are going to breed Americans out. This goes back to what Antonio Gramsci had written back in the late 1800s about how you can destroy any country by destroying its culture, folks. This is an inundation. I did a piece back on Ezekiel'sArmy.com that talked about how my wife dr drank her coffee, and I've shared this a couple of times. But you can only dilute something so much before it's not what it started out as, and that's exactly what's happening. This goes back to the Cloward-Piven strategy about diluting a nation, a country, a culture with so many poor, so many dependent upon the government and the productive members of that society that you can collapse it. And folks, they are implementing this as we speak. Now, they've come out with a new word, and we'll share that in a few minutes. It's called nativism. We've talked about patriotism and nationalism and how they're synonymous with each other and that wasn't quite working for the left, so they've come out with a new word, a new catchphrase, a new word, catch word called nativism. But the fact of the matter is, it isn't the flag that they want to replace, folks. Right now, there is a change.org petition that is calling for a new national anthem. The petition started with, by, by this individual by the name of Lawrence Johnson cites three reasons why the national anthem should be changed. The Star-Spangled Banner contains racism, elitism, and even sexism, embedded in its third and fourth stanzas, which have no place in the national anthem, of a democracy that claims that all men and women are created equal. This is what the petition says anyway. That particular petition is suggesting that America the Beautiful should be the new anthem but a lot of people are also now referring to lift every voice and sing as a national anthem. PBS has sparked a tense backlash with its decision to have Vanessa Williams perform the Black National Anthem during its fourth, uh, July 4th coverage, with critics blasting the move as divisive and un-American. And I would absolutely agree that it is one nation under God indivisible. And it seems that they've completely bastardized that because we have been easily divided, it seems, through propaganda and social engineering. 
but this Williams performance on the station's annual Capital Fourth program Sunday evening was intended to celebrate the uh, recognition of Juneteenth's, if you remember that, which was a fucking joke, establishment as a federal holiday. In the end, they aren't going to be satisfied with changing just one or two things, folks. The goal is for all of the symbols of our founding era to be absolutely canceled because you have to cancel that. That's what Antonio Gramsci wrote about in the late 1800s. Antonio Gramsci, by the way, was an atheist, communist, uh, Italian man who was intent and despised capitalism. The goal is for all of the symbols of our founding era to be canceled, and this even includes our most important founding documents. I've been stunned to learn that NPR is now publicly claiming that the Declaration of Independence is filled with flaws and hypocrisies. In an online article, the NPR stated over the past 32 years, Morning Edition has broadcast a reading of the Declaration of Independence by NPR staff as a way of marking Independence Day, but after last summer's protest and our national reckoning on race, the words in the document land differently. In reference to the flaws and hypocrisies within the, the historic document, NPR wrote, it famously declares that all men are created equal, even though women, enslaved people, and indigenous Americans were not held as equal at the time. Only because you didn't hold to biblical uh, teachings, folks, for no other reason. That was human flaw, not documentation flaw. Um, and Congresswoman Maxine Waters is publicly attacking as well. She has not ceased. Um, July 4th, and so the Declaration of Independence says all men are created equal, equal to what? What men? Only white men. This is the narrative they're pushing, folks. Okay, we need to be wide awake to see what is happening. And I'm going to tell you right now, folks, this has nothing, this whole racism thing has not a fucking thing to do with equality, okay? This has to do with tearing down this nation and rebuilding it as a socialist piece of shit like all other socialist pieces of shit. This has absolutely nothing to do with equality because I assure you that when they finally get their way, they're not going to give two shits more about the whites than they are the blacks, than they are the Spanish, than they are the frickin' Asian or the indigenous, if you want to use that word. I like the word Indian. I think it holds some kind of... I would be proud to be called an Indian if I was an Indian. Why is that all of a sudden a cuss word? You know why? Because they fucking brainwashed you into believing that the word fucking Indian is a cuss word. Why? Why is that a cuss word? Why is that so terrible to call somebody an Indian? Indigenous. Give me a fucking break. That is just lunacy. It is lunacy, like saying short people are vertically challenged. Let's get past this bullshit, okay? Short people know they're freaking short. So, folks, this is just one, and I've said this before, uh, we need to educate ourselves. Most people are completely ignorant of what the Constitution actually says and what its objective is, why it exists. And this goes for the Declaration of Independence as well. People need to get past this. They need to educate themselves. We can go out and train. You know, I have a hard time affiliating myself with other militias because I'm not into putting on these freaking camouflage clothes and running through the freaking forest like I'm some fucking guerrilla warfare guy. This is about, folks, they're not beating us by putting on camo and running through the forest pretending like they're in fucking Vietnam, okay? And I'm not dissing on nobody, okay? I mean no disrespect to nobody, no group, nothing. But I'm telling you this, folks, they're not winning by doing this, okay? They're winning by educating themselves, understanding what our Constitution says, and learning how to invert it, bastardize it, and turn it on us. 
they're infiltrating. They're willing to invest the time to gain the knowledge, to learn how to infiltrate our system and turn it on us and use it against us. It's like somebody that's really good at disarming somebody and turning the weapon on the individual that came with it. That's exactly what's taking place. Okay, so while everybody's out playing army, okay, and again, I don't mean any disrespect by this. Every type of training has its place, I assure you, including that. But the fact of the matter is, it needs to be equal. You know, you're not just going to work on your biceps. You're not just going to work on your pectoralis majors, okay, or your triceps. You're going to build the whole body, and that's exactly what this is. We need to, to train all parts of our body, including our mind, because that verbal jujitsu comes in very, very handy, folks. We need to educate ourselves. We need to know. And we're going to touch on that a little bit more here in, in a few minutes. Uh, Brother Steve had, had shared a, a uh, meme, it was actually, about Americans own 46% of the world's guns, more than the next 25 countries combined, okay? Now, this may be one of those articles that seemingly is just this, uh, you know, just just for knowledge's sake, but it's not, folks. They're trying to create this this outlandish number thing, which it is, and that's good because you know what? We're one of the last free freaking bastions of hope on the face of the earth, and if America goes down, there is no place left for the rest of these sons of bitches that are here pissing and fucking moaning to run, and they're going to wish to God they'd just shut their mouths and uh, went along with the culture that exists. But they're not because they've been dumbed down in our public education systems, including college. If you're college educated, you have a 79% chance of coming out, uh, embracing and endorsing socialism. And I believe those numbers to be even higher. But the fact of the matter is they're prepping you for this mentality in public schools. And they're putting the icing on the cake in these socialist fucking colleges. One of the last colleges on the face of the earth, folks, that are actually teaching American history is Hillsdale College. Now, I donate to this organization regularly, and I strongly recommend that everybody else does. Um, and I'm going to tell, we'll get into more of that here too. But we're going to touch on a few things. Like I said, this article talking about, I'll just read a little bit of it because I think it's a good article. The United States, a country which accounts for 4.28% of the world's population, owns almost half of the planet's guns because we're fucking free. We have a constitution, you know, shall not be infringed. Does that ring a bell? Okay. Is this a surprise to somebody? But the vast majority of them are owned by civilians. You're damn fucking right they are. A new survey shows, well, that shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. There are more than 1 billion firearms in the world, uh, 857 million of which are owned by civilians, and American citizens hold 393 million. For a population of roughly 326 million, that equates to a gun ownership of 120 guns for every 100 Americans, even though that you could mess with that percentage that number right there because i think a vast majority of americans probably don't own guns anymore i just think that they're held in concentrated groups you get in these populated cities and i'm sure the gang members have quite a few none of which are documented on here uh, as we full well know but that equates like i said 120 guns for every 100 americans the next highest ownership for 100 people are 53 in yemen <laughs> rightfully so and uh 39 and Montenegro and Serbia, all of which uh, would be justified in having a weapon in those countries, no doubt about it. 
At the other end of the spectrum, the Japanese have less than one firearm for every 100 people. I don't think Japan is a really good uh, comparison to the United States. If that were the case, everybody would be fucking migrating to Japan, okay? Where all these smarmy little socialist-loving pukes could go over there and change their fucking culture. But you know why they don't? Because that culture isn't a threat to the globalists, okay? Japan is no threat, along with their culture, it is no threat. Have you ever watched The Last Samurai? <clears throat> that country was freaking destroyed long ago. Long ago. That's what that whole movie was about. Pardon me, but I need lots of coffee. It's been a long weekend. But the numbers of civilian gun ownership have risen globally, driven almost entirely by Americans. I would be proud to wear that badge of honor. I am glad that we're promoting gun ownership around the world. The biggest force pushing up gun ownership around the world is civilian ownership in the United States. Praise God for that. Uh, one of the nations, uh, one of the author report, which compiles new data from the last 10 years. Ordinary American people buy approximately 14 million new and imported guns every year. Researchers also note that Americans are also buying heavier guns than anywhere else because legislation is so per permissive. This has nothing to fucking do, okay? That is a complete misstatement. Legislation is permissive, my fucking ass. We have a God-given, unalienable right to this, okay? It shall not be infringed. There's a strong purpose behind that, folks. Make no mistake about it. We've seen... I saw another meme, I think, on Facebook. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Um, I'm not sure who had shared it, but I want to read it. Yeah, I thought it was really good. I, hopefully, I can scroll to it. Yeah, here it is. And I think Rod Burke, Brother Rod, had shared this. 126 shot in Chicago and 96 shot in New York over the last week. None were shot by a legal gun owner or cop, which I don't really like that word cop. I like police officer, um, whatever. But anyway, those are staggering freaking numbers there, folks. And these are in two of the cities that have some of the strictest gun laws in the nation what fucking good is it? So we know their narrative is absolute bullshit, okay? Absolute bullshit. But yet they continue with this narrative because there's a bunch of stupid sons of bitches willing to sit there and sop up this fucking drivel, okay? I, I open carry. Everybody knows that. Sister Kathy, glad you're here, sweetheart. I love you and your family so much. Yeah, that was a Delta cough, by the way. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> yeah, let's just call it a variant cough, okay? Yeah. What happened to B and C, okay? They've got the coronavirus. Now they're at D, Delta. Do they do it like hurricanes? What happened to B and C? Um, like Bertha, you know. So anyway, let's get back on task. As I was talking about the Declaration of Independence, how they're trying to bastardize this, how they're trying to do away with it, and they're winning, folks. So we go back to this gun numbers. This is all part of the game. This is how they, they know that they cannot destroy this culture. They're nervous, okay? And that's not to say that who's doing all the damage out there? You know, they keep trying to demonize patriots. They keep trying to demonize white nationalists. They keep trying to demonize these what they call far-right extremists. Any reference uh, spoken of, of the right, you always have that word extremist there. Folks, this is what I'm talking about when I say social 
engineering. They're socially engineering people to automatically, just by habit, of putting extremists, anytime they talk about the right, anytime they talk about a nationalist or a patriot, they have to put patriotic extremist, uh, nationalist extremist, right-wing nationalist extremist. Okay, this is social engineering, and they're bludgeoning people. They are imprinting these words to be automatically put together, okay, in a sentence. When you hear one, you automatically assume the other, that this is, you're talking about the right, you have to be talking about extremism. This is the propaganda machine in full swing implementing its social engineering. And folks, as we can see, it is very, very effective because as I said, they are winning the fight, folks. Make no fucking mistake about this. They are winning that fight. So they're asking, why are they buying them? That's another debate. They say, above all, they're buying them probably because they can. No, we're buying them because the objective behind gun ownership in this nation was to prevent tyrannical government from implementing exactly what it's trying to fucking implement now. And when I say American government, that's really a bastardization of terms because we no longer have a fucking American government, folks. Make no mistake about this. We have been infiltrated at the highest levels and I got nothing against Barack insane Obama, except that he was a socialist-promoting motherfucker. And that's a fucking fact. Okay? If it walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, swims like a duck, it's a fucking duck, folks. Okay? Look what this man did. This nation was well on its way to healing the, the divisive racism in this nation. We were doing very well until Barack Obama got in there and cre created. He had to split it. Together we stand, uh, divided we fall, folks. We know that old adage, and it's a fact, okay? So they look at this, and they're saying the, the American market is extraordinarily permissive. Bullshit. Go out and try and buy a fucking gun, okay? These are nothing but lies, but people are reading this, and they're freaking believing it, you know? So they give you studies by Harvard, which is a far-left, socialist-promoting freaking shithole organization, but this is why they're winning, folks, because they continually bludgeon people with this bullshit, these lies in this propaganda and social engineering. I'm going to go to here real quick. I talked about Hillsdale College. They are one of the last vestiges of hope for the educational system out there. They are self-funded through donations. 100%. They take no freaking money from this socialist freaking government that we now have in place because we have been infiltrated. We no longer have a constitutional republic in place per our government, folks. Make no mistake about it. And we'll read about that just a little bit. I'm going to touch on it briefly so I don't bore you to freaking death with this shit. But the fact of the matter is we have been infiltrated and they have decimated our government, whether it's by greed and, and buying off with lobbyists and special interest groups, whatever the reason is. And, and, and then there are those that are just flat out promoting socialism, like Bernie Sanders. I've got more respect for Bernie Sanders because he just comes out and says, look, I'm a fucking socialist and I like socialism. Okay. And if you vote for me, that's what you're going to get. You're going to get a socialist and you're going to get some freaking rendition of socialism. None of which has ever worked in the history of fucking humanity ever. Ever, ever. It has never worked. It hasn't almost worked. It hasn't sort of worked. It hasn't just about worked. It has never worked. It has always failed. It has always ended up just like Venezuela as a freaking mess where everybody is living in squalor and fucking poverty.
Folks, that is a truth. That is a fact. I would debate anybody on any platform. I don't give a shit who you are, where you are. I would debate this fact. It is true. Um, but everybody thinks they're going to do it just a little bit better. Don't screw with grandma's recipe at work, okay? You, you add this, you add that, you fucker pie all up. So we're gonna, just going to go through this. Uh, Hillsdale College is offering um, lectures. Um, the, uh, one of the newest ones they have out is the presidency and the constitution. And I'm just going to touch briefly on this because I want to intrigue your interest, folks. We talked about the, the training and the types of training that are out there. There are all levels of training, folks, and knowledge is one of the most important. Using this right here is the fucking greatest weapon you have, okay? So I'm going to read through these. Um, some of the course lectures, Introduction to Modern Presidency, and, and, and I'll just read through some of these briefly. The American presidency is often called the most powerful office on earth. This is so not only because the nation which elects the president is the most powerful nation on earth, okay? That's the reality of it, okay? That's what makes him the most powerful individual. And so, but, but also because the American founders designed the office to be strong and effective. However, the founders also place certain restraints on this power, which are necessary to maintain liberty and protect citizens' rights. The modern understanding and structure of the presidency are a threat to freedom due to the accumulation of all three powers, legislative, executive, and judicial, in the, in the executive branch and the breakdown of constitutional restraints. That is a fact. And we're going to touch on a little bit of some of the, the ingredients in, in, in a couple of these narratives as we go on. The Executive Power in the Constitution, Part 1. Now, like I said, I'm just hoping to intrigue your interest in wanting to learn about this, folks, because there's other people that have the ability to affect change in our youth, and Hillsdale College is one of those organizations that are attempting to do so without any government interference and subsidies. But the Executive Power in the Constitution, Part 1. The institution of the presidency, as established by the American founders, has been drastically altered over the course of the last century. The modern executive branch spends most of its time and energy engaged in unconstitutional activities while neglecting many of its constitutional obligations. Whereas the American founders thought the purpose of government should be the protection of every citizen's natural rights, which is the difference between a democracy and a republic, especially a constitutional republic. Today's government, by means of a bureaucracy, nominally overseen by the president, is oriented toward the protection of certain classes of citizens and detailed management of society's problems, which it has no business engaging in whatsoever. By contrast, the founders thought that, that, that rights should be protected by all three branches, which we all know is no longer the case. They are defined in law by Congress. Violations thereof are adjudicated in the courts, and those who violate the rights of others are punished, which we also know is not the fucking case today, according to law by the executive. The executive power in the Constitution, part two. In the Constitution, the president is given three domestic powers, the power to execute the laws, the power to appoint executive branch officers with the advice and consent of the Senate. See how that works? Checks and balances, folks and the power to require written opinions from the heads of executive departments. The chief executive, the president, also has a role in the legislative process. The president holds the veto power, 
the power to make recommendations to Congress, the power to convene Congress, and in the case of disagreement between the two houses of Congress, to adjourn it. The modern presidency has failed at one of its fundamental tasks, enforcing the laws passed by Congress. We see this every freaking day, thereby threatening the rights of all American citizens. The progressives and presidential leadership. Many features of today's presidency originated in the progressive era. Progressive leaders, including presidents Theodore Roosevelt and Woodrow Wilson, both of which did bastardly freaking things to this freaking uh, country, but they sharply criticized American political institutions and the founding principles on which they were built, even clear back then, folks. In particular, progressives believed that the separation of powers and other constitutional limits on federal power were antiquated, prohibitive, and unnecessary. But as we can see now, okay, this blending of these powers, the bastardization of these powers, we can clearly see why the founding fathers were right, and that Theodore Roosevelt, fuck him, and Woodrow Wilson, who, by the way, brought in the freaking uh, uh, um, Jeez, my mind just went blank. But anyway, brought in the... Uh, our monetary system of today, that's why we have the petrodollar and brought in the IRS. They both came in uh, at the same time, and those are huge problems. That's what they used to hang most everybody, the hit squad, okay, for the Federal Reserve is the freaking IRS. So when they can't get somebody, they just go after them with the IRS and say, oh, yeah, yeah, freaking screwed me out of fucking taxes, okay? Rhetoric in the modern presidency, and I'm going to stop with this. We also have the war power. The war power, the president serves as commander-in-chief. You notice how they don't really declare war the last few wars we've had? They actually call them police actions or, or whatever. They use all these different words so these people can bypass the way the founders had set up this nation. So that being said, we talked about this before, and I've always said this, folks, and, and, and it's talking about the responsibilities, and we touched on that briefly about the federal government. But uh, they talk about the three branches of government, and I want to I solidify this statement with, with fact, and we can find that, okay, in, in our founding documents. But they always talk about the three branches of government being the executive, obviously, the legislative, and the judicial. But what's being left out of this, okay, is the largest branch of government and the most powerful branch of government, which is we, the people, folks. We are the fourth branch of government. And in all reality, we're the first branch of government, and we are the largest, and we are the most powerful. But the fact of the matter is, most Americans have been dumbed down, they've been made ignorant, which leads to apathy and ineffective freaking uh, overseeing of our government. Most people have just gone, well, I elected them, I did my part because I voted. Bullshit. It does not freaking stop there. Again, it goes into training, educating yourself, holding your government responsible at all levels, local, state, and federal folks. And without, with this, this blending and this bastardization of our federal government, we see how that overreach has become normalized. And we can see the effect it is having on society. Nobody could argue me or debate me telling me that society is getting better and better. It is not. It is crumbling. It is toppling around us. Our infrastructure sucks. They're bleeding the people dry through taxation, whether it's gas tax, tobacco tax, alcohol tax, Payroll tax, 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 they're going to fucking take it all and they won't be happy till they get it all. They want 70% of what you make and I assure you socialism will take much more. They will leave nothing for you. You can bank on that. 
So we talked about that. And always remember this, folks. A lot of people don't realize, and I heard Sniffy Joe Squishy Pants, the pedophile, okay, call us a democracy again. I don't know how fucking stupid you got to be. And I hear this time and time again. I hear people in the media call this a democracy. I hear people all the time using that freaking term democracy. But I don't know how many of you have heard that old adage, democracy is two wolves and a lamb voting on what to have for lunch, okay? That is the difference, the stark difference between democracy and a republic. And so people need to get this out of their head that we are a democracy. We are not. The key difference between a democracy and a republic lies in the limits placed on government by the law. You remember that? The law? Yeah, the thing that nobody in government adheres to, which has implications for minority rights, okay? Both forms of government tend to use a representational system, i.e. citizens vote to elect politicians to represent their interests and form the government, but of course we know we have special interest groups and lobbyists that are perverting that to no fucking end, so we know they've all sold out or they've got pictures of themselves sleeping with children. Whatever it is, it's bastardized that, but that's the fact. Okay, they both utilize the vote to elect politicians to represent their interest in their form of government. In a republic, a constitution or charter of rights protects... Now remember this, folks, okay? A constitutional, a constitution or charter of rights protects certain, and here it is, inalienable rights that cannot be taken away by Government. Very important that you remember that, even if it has been elected by a majority of voters. In a pure democracy, the majority is not restrained in this way and can impose its will on the minority, which is exactly what I said. They have to, they have to demonize, they have to victimize, and that's exactly what they're doing. That's what this far-right uh, white extremism, nationalist extremism, Christian nationalist extremists, that's why they're doing this, folks, okay? Because the, the majority wants to unrestrain itself by the bonds of a constitution and a constitutional republic so that it can impose its will on what it considers to be the minority, which is, in fact, taking place because, as I said, they are creating new socialists every day. We look at the amount of power that the LGBTQ movement has. Not that I want to diminish any, they should have equal say-so, okay? But if it's a hate crime to say or do anything against somebody in the LGBTQ movement, shouldn't everybody be protected the same under that? Shouldn't any, and to me, it's kind of stupid anyway, because any act of violence toward any human being, in my view, is a freaking hate crime, okay? I don't think you're doing it because you fucking love them. But most modern nations, including the United States, are, are what they consider to be democratic republics with a constitution, which can be amended by a popularly elected government. This can, and therein lies the problem, folks. Okay, This comparison, therefore, contrasts the form of government in most countries today with a theoretical construct of a pure democracy, mainly to highlight the features of a republic. But we'll go through a few of them. In a philosophy, the philosophies of both. A democracy. In a democracy, the community of people are considered to hold power over how they are governed. Kings and tyrants are seen as threats to the innate rights of the people. As such, all eligible citizens get equal say in decisions. In a republic, 
Uh, republics are in opposition to rulership by a single person. All eligible citizens get equal say in decisions through elected representatives. Unalienable rights of individuals are protected by law to safeguard against a majority abusing the minority, which they claim is taking place. And I, I absolutely would agree. In the past, that was absolutely the case. Who didn't watch Roots and cry? I mean, give me a break. Stripping children from their parents and selling them, you know, like they're just freaking a car tire. I mean, give me a break. That may have been the case back then due to the culture, but I assure you very, very little of that exists today. We are all human beings. Um, definition, ruled by majority. Okay, here's a big difference here, folks. A democracy is ruled by the majority. In a democracy, an individual and any group of individuals composing any minority have no protection against the power of the majority. In variations, people may also elect representatives. In a republic, is similar to a representative democracy, except it has a written constitution of basic rights that protect the minority from being completely unrepresented or abused by the majority. So those are just some of them, okay? And I'm not going to go on about that. A lot of you, I'm probably singing to the choir. But the fact of the matter is there are stark contrast between a democracy and a republic. We are, in fact, a constitutional republic. But yet we have a president, what they say is the most powerful office in the world because we are the most powerful nation in the world. Uh, at least we were. Whether that's still true today, I don't know because I'm not certain who's actually running this freaking country anymore. But that's the fact, folks. And we need to be cautious of this. And I need to remember to read some of these headlines to you because what I'm trying to do is kind of highlight how the social engineering is continuing to take place. Let me just get this up here. I got to clear this slate once in a while or I get too bogged down. A lot of buttons. And while you're at it, anybody that hasn't signed up at www.ezekielsarmy.com, please do so, folks, because I assure you they're going to silence us on these social platforms, they are going to silence us, as we've already seen. I spoke in the last video they took down from me on YouTube. My information came from the CDC. It came from the WHO, the World Health Organization. It came from other mainstream media outlets, okay, and in other government organizations. And yet they took my video down and silenced me for two weeks due to what they call medical misinformation when, in fact, it was all truthful, folks, okay? So we talked about the words that are synonymous, okay? We talked about patriotism, a love for or devotion to one's country, okay? That's pretty simple, pretty self-explanatory, patriotism, and that holds true for anybody for whatever native country you are from, all for it, all, uh, okay? And then we had nationalism, a loyalty and devotion to a nation, okay? Which, again, is just common sense. But now what they're finding out is that this wasn't divisive enough, okay? They weren't getting the kick out of, you know, because they were using, you know, radical extremist patriots, you know, blah, 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 and, and national radical right-wing freaking, you see what I'm getting at. And then, so what they've done now is now what I'm starting to see pop up, because this is all part of weaponizing words. They're using words to, to like I said, demonize uh, and, and criminalize and victimize 
certain segments of the population, if they continue to shift this attention off of them, which they are the real culprits, they are the real threat, folks. Make no, I don't give a shit about fucking China. I don't shop at Walmart. I'm not arming my enemy with anything. I don't shop at Target. I don't shop at any of these freaking stores that predominantly utilize Chinese-made products. I've said this before. Uh, I do have to admit, my wife had snitched me out anyway. I did make one uh, purchase off of Amazon.com, an item I was having a difficult time finding. I did make a purchase from Amazon, uh, sadly, and, and I wear that like a freaking plague around my neck, but I needed that, and so I used the enemy's weapon against them, I guess. But, folks, I am adamant about this to stop arming our enemies by giving them your money. As worthless as it is, it's enough for them to build a machine to use against you, and they're doing that on a freaking regular basis. So, like I said, what they've done now is come up with this new catchword, okay, which is nativism, okay? That's the new catchword that they're trying to use to define uh, Americans who are simply defending their culture, and we damn well should protect our culture. Look what has happened in freaking Europe, okay? It won't be long, and Europe will be Muslim practicing Islam over there, I assure you, and there's no way to turn it around just by demographics, okay? You cannot outbreed these people. They've already offset the numbers, and it would take a 100 years and a couple of generations to ever change this, once it goes that way, it will stay that way. And that's exactly what they're trying to do here, folks. Once you have the majority in charge that embrace socialism and they change this culture to a socialist culture and they obliterate all of these things that represent who and what we are as Americans, not black, not white, not gay, not Christian, not atheist, folks, American. When you hyphenate that and put anything in front of the word American, you are segregating yourself, okay? Indigenous American, Black American, Asian American, okay? I'm German. I don't walk around going, hey, I'm fucking German American, all right? Show me some freaking respect, all right? That's bullshit. During World War II, there was a street here in my hometown called Berlin Street. During World War II, the Germans were so worried they were going to be persecuted because they kind of were being looked at, getting the stink eye. They actually changed the name of the street from Berlin Street to Orange Street, okay? This is the type of thing that happens, folks, and cultures shift, and they move, and I understand it, and I get it. But at this point in history, we should be fucking smarter than that and stop playing these stupid freaking games and being pushed here and there by outside sources that don't give two shits about America. If you're not willing to assimilate into this country, get the fuck out. I don't give a shit who you are, what you are. If you don't like our culture, get the fuck out of here. Okay? Go someplace where you like the fucking culture. This is just common fucking sense. Okay? I'm not going to go stay at a hotel that I don't freaking like. I'm not going to eat in a fucking restaurant I don't like. Okay? I'm not going to go sit in a church and listen to preaching I don't like. If you don't like what's going on here, get the fuck out. This is just simple freaking shit, folks. Get out. Don't come here and shit all over our country. You fled from some fucking where. So obviously you fucked that all up so your ideas are shit to fucking begin with. And now you want to come here like you're some freaking genius? Okay? And fuck our shit up? Go screw yourself. Get the fuck out of here. That's what I got to say. You know, so they talk about this. So they've used the word nativism. Okay? Okay. Which means that, it, it, here, let me read that real quick. I, I apologize. This is nativism. The definition of nativism. A policy of favoring 
native inhabitants as opposed to immigrants. Now they're very, like I said, these people do their studying, folks. They're they're looking through their vocabulary. They're they're like, we're not getting nationalism isn't quite doing it. We need a new freaking word. Okay, what is it? And they're scrolling the freaking dictionary and they're looking and they're they're like nativism. That's it. A policy of favoring native inhabitants as opposed to immigrants because God knows through the Cloward Piven strategy of bringing so many people in to inundate uh, any society, any culture, with so many people dependent upon the subsidies of a government can topple that culture because there's more people that are, are reliant upon these government subsidies and handouts and freebies than there are people that are actually being productive in fucking society, okay? This is common sense. It's called the crisis strategy or the weight of the poor, okay? This comes from people like Antonio Gramsci and others, okay? And these people are all about it. And make no mistake about it, this whole movement, this whole thing began with a fucking hippie movement back in the 60s. That was the real beginning through that hippie movement. Make no mistake about it, okay? All these freaking rock singers and shit, their parents were all high-level freaking intelligence officers in the freaking Navy and other branches of the military, okay? We've talked about that before, too. This is a very well-choreographed overthrow of this nation from, from a, a, an invading army that is very, very satisfied with small incremental victories, these small, seemingly insignificant incremental victories and over the course of 60 years, 70 years, they're kicking our fucking ass with it because too many freaking people, like I said, have been dumbed down in public schools. They're apathetic. They're just happy to fucking get by. As long as it don't take a pork chop off my table, trust me, it's going to take a pork chop off your table. Okay, your kids are going to live in fucking poverty if you don't get up off your dead lazy asses and start fucking doing something about this. I'm telling you right now. So they, they got nativism. Okay, now let's just do something factual here okay we're going to do a state-by-state cost of illegal immigration in the burden remember i talked about the cloward piven strategy or what they call the weight of the poor okay which means there are less people productive or or more people productive or less people productive and, and more people that are dependent upon the productivity of a very few okay so we do this state by state cost of illegal immigration because god knows we're, uh, we're nativists, okay? We, we, we don't like immigrants. We don't like illegal immigration, okay? Where you can just bring frickin' 150,000 across the border in 30 fucking days. This is just common sense. But this is all part of the social programming, folks, that just feed their little fluffy bullet points out there. Oh, look at the little children in the cages. Good. If you don't like your kids in cages, keep them fucking home, okay? Simple. Simple. I would send my kid over to a foreign freaking country here going, oh, yeah, you're in cages. Well, fucking expect that, okay? Why the hell do they have to feed you? So we'll look at Washington State. $2 billion a year, okay? This is what illegal immigration costs each state. The state of Oregon, $1.2 billion, okay? Do the math on this. California, $23 billion. Nevada, $1.6 billion, okay? Idaho, $301.2 million. Montana, 36.1 million. Wyoming, 34.9 million. Utah, 696.6 million. Arizona, 2.3 billion. New Mexico, 602.7 million. Texas, 11 billion. Oklahoma, 623.9 million. 503.6 million in Kansas. Nebraska, 311.5 million. South Dakota, 36.9 million. North Dakota, 36.6 million. And I'm going to read them all, folks. I want you to see the amount of freaking money every freaking year 
okay? And this excludes federal costs, folks, okay? This is state. This is not federal. Minnesota, $734.9 million. Iowa, $272.1 million. Missouri, $365.3 million. Okay, Arkansas, $453.5 million. Uh, Louisiana, $484 million. Mississippi, $156.6 million. Alabama, uh, $434.1 million. Georgia, $2.5 billion. Florida, $6.3 billion. South Carolina, $629.7 million. Tennessee, $793.4 million. Kentucky, $348.6 million. Indiana, $734.6 million. Illinois, $3.2 billion. Another democratically run fucking bastion of Im- illegal immigration. And there, that just proves it. Michigan, $857.6 million. Ohio, $649.1 million. This is state taxes, again, like I said, not federal costs. Uh, West Virginia, $35.1 million. Uh, Virginia, $2.2 billion. Again, another democratically run shithole. See how the democratically run shitholes are in the billions? Pennsylvania, $1.4 billion. New York, $7.5 billion. Maine, $42.4 million. Vermont, $44.5 million. Uh, New Hampshire, $87 million. Rhode Island, $272.4 million. Connecticut, $1.2 billion. Again, democratically run. New Jersey, again, $4.5 billion. Okay, and, and it goes on, folks. Massachusetts, uh, two, $2 billion. Uh, Washington, D.C., $282.5 million. You know, they, they actually spend less on illegal because they don't want them there, okay? Michigan's actually got a higher number than D.C., the little shithole, fucking mud hole that it is. Alaska even has $96.9 million. So this is a massive burden on the taxpayers, folks. This is just taxpayer money going out for illegal immigrants. Void the numbers for federal costs, Okay. So when they use this freaking word, nativism, a policy of favoring native inhabitants as opposed to immigrants, this has nothing to do with it, folks. But they're going to use this word for the dumbed down idiots, the drooling mongrels that buy into the sniffy Joe squishy pants fucking narrative and the camel toe Harris, okay, who got her political position on her knees. Fact. Um, This is the way it is, folks. I'm going to touch real quick on these freaking headlines in here. I want to show you that there is a huge segment of the population that are reading newspapers, obviously, because they're still selling them. Hang on while I get a sip of coffee, because after all, this is infidel coffee hour, and what would that be without some coffee? Ah, good to the last drop. So here's one, and again, here we go. The far right's effort to normalize nativism, pushing America first. God forbid that Americans are pushing America first. Can you fucking believe that? Americans pushing America first. What the frick are we thinking? Huh? Is that some stupid shit or what? Yeah, but that's the article, okay? In USA Today, which is a shithole frickin' rag, okay? Mesa, Arizona, an hour into the rally, Rep. Marjorie Taylor Greene, who I freaking love and would absolutely vote for for president, that chick's got more balls if you had 50 Joe fucking Bidens, okay? So Marjorie Taylor Greene, Republican of Georgia, microphone in hand, sways back and forth as she tears into political opponents. She calls for a black congresswoman to be expelled from the, and they got to put black in there because you got to make it look like racism. I assure you it has not a fucking thing to do with racism or the fact that this bitch is black, 
okay? It's got to do with their socialist fucking anti-American politics. So anytime you do something in opposition to their socialist frickin' loving ass, they got to throw the black in there because they got to keep the race card in there, okay? Black congresswoman to be expelled from the chamber because a gay congressman, uh, Mussolini, and dramatically emphasizes former President Barack Obama's middle name, Hussein. Yeah, why not? Because he was a freaking piece of shit. Then she turns to some favorite targets on the on the far left, four freshman House members, all women of color, okay? Reps Alexandria Ocasio-Cotex, I says, okay? Democrat of New York, who is Puerto Rican, Ilhan Omar. We all know the truth about her, but is anything done? Fuck no. Now, these people got freaking carte blanche, okay? Um, Democrat of Minnesota, Rashad Tlaib, who is another piece of shit. Remember her? She's the one that was like, fuck Donald Trump or whatever the hell she said. Yeah, real classy chick there. God, that's somebody you just want to take home to mom, huh? Yeah, fuck Donald Trump. What a woman. Yeah, what a statesman or a stateswoman, if you could call her that, which I don't, because any woman that would get on national TV and say that ain't no freaking woman, I'm here to tell you. All right? And then you have Democrat of Michigan, which she was, both Muslim, by the way, who, who is, I'm here to tell you folks, a sincere uh, threat to our culture and our republic. Make no freaking bones about it. Don't believe me? You know anybody in freaking Europe? Call them up. Ask them what they think about the freaking Muslim movement. And Ayanna Presley, uh, Den, uh, Democrat of Massachusetts, who is black, okay, and very anti-American, I will add, again, looking to demolish our American culture, because America does have a culture, just like every country out there, okay? We have a culture. If you don't like it, get the fuck out, like I said. A man in the crowd yells back, send them to Palestine. Ooh, so you got to point that out, yeah. Months after President Donald Trump left, okay? So anyway, you're getting the gist of this one. So there's your social programming taking place every fucking day in newspapers. Every day. Okay, let's go on to this, another way to destroy an already decaying society. Only one in five in USA police treat all equally. 62% favors some shifting of police budget funds. You know what I say? Go ahead. Go ahead. Do it. Don't remember the frig don't forget the gun counts here in the United States, owned by, yeah, civilians and not due to permissiveness, okay? Due to what's called a constitution. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Concern about crime and gun violence has surged to the top of issues that worry Americans. A new USA Today, yeah, which USA, like I said, is a piece of shit, but they got some of the best freaking headlines when it comes to, yeah. Nearly two-thirds of those surveyed said violent crime has worsened in the United States over the past year, and nearly a third have seen it rise in their communities. While they express trust in their local police, okay, however, the classic call to get tough on crime has been tempered by broad concerns about law enforcement tactics and the equality of the criminal justice system. The fact of the matter is, those who, who break laws and commit crimes have a higher level of interaction with law enforcement, okay? My interactions are all positive. You know why? Because I'm not walking around breaking crimes, yeah. I'm not selling dope. I'm not freaking robbing places. I'm not looting. I'm not committing acts of violence on innocent members of society, okay? I'm not carjacking anybody. Um, you know, those that do these things, yeah, well, you know, you're going to have a, probably an unpleasant interaction with law enforcement, okay? So to say that it's not equal and, and fair, yeah, I, I think it is for the most part. 
Here's another one that's being used as a tool against us. We all know it. It's coming again. Matter of fact, JR just made a joke about it. And this is it. Officials prepare. What does that mean, prepare? That's a scary word right there. Is officials prepare for Delta variant. Okay? Headline news, folks, on the record eagle, which is, I call it the wretched, wretched beagle. Okay? They were one of the main contributors to uh, massacring me in the press. So much so, even my friends were saying, I'm sick of seeing your fucking face on the front of the wretched beagle. Um, you know, but go figure, because it is a paper that's founded in tragic shitty, okay? A land of, uh, I call it California 2.0, because that's exactly what, they, what it is. You know, they go and paint their crosswalks, rainbows, and all the businesses downtown, of course, hang out their rainbow flags, because if they don't, nobody's going to patronize them over there. I haven't shopped in Traverse City in years. That pissant town will never get, like, Frickin' Walmart and other institutions will not get a fucking penny of my money, okay? I refuse to give money to the enemy. It's like handing bullets to them to shoot you with, folks. That is a fact. So, folks, we've talked about a lot tonight. And, and again, a lot of times I believe I'm singing to the choir. I understand that. But, folks, we have to have... Uh, we need to be active. We, we need to train. We need to prepare there is a massive food shortage coming. I've been talking about this stuff since 2013, folks, okay? That's a long time, okay? Everybody's going, yeah, 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 we heard it before, we heard it before. I'm telling you, do not let up. Do not think for two seconds that anything is getting any better. Food prices are skyrocketing. I talked to a friend the other day that said he bought a bag of apples for like $5.95. He went back a week later, and that same bag of apples was over ten dollars and this is happening i know brother rod can attest to this um chicken wings chicken legs meat poultries even chicken used to be the cheap meat you know uh prices are skyrocketing folks and this is just the beginning crops are being destroyed the government is paying to subsidize these farmers to destroy their crops you're having many others that are being decimated by this incredibly historic drought that we are experiencing and we are not alone these droughts and other adverse weather conditions and disasters are taking place around the world i believe that god has probably had enough and there's going to be retribution folks make no mistake about it he counts the numbers on your of the hairs on your head he he sees every sparrow that falls he sees it all. There is nothing that takes place that is beyond his control, folks. Mankind is in for a rude awakening, and I think America has been spoiled for a long, long time. There are not many people in this country that have truly freaking suffered the levels of poverty that we are about to. And as I said, I don't like to just get on here. Wouldn't it be nice to get on here and just talk about some really happy shit? But the fact of the matter is, that's just not the time in history that we're living in, folks. We are living in a time, a very tumultuous and dangerous time in American history. Many countries have already fallen to the threats that we are facing today. Um, but this is a fact, folks. So I strongly, strongly urge you, train yourselves physically, mentally, spiritually, strengthen yourselves in every way. Put away food and do it now. If you haven't started already, God help you. 
And I'm telling you again, if you have the financial means to do this, get out of the petrodollar. I know I keep beating the same drum, folks, but I'm going to continue to reiterate this and reiterate this until the hammer falls. Um, we are living in truly some dangerous, dangerous times in American history. God help our children, I'm telling you right now, and I have no idea what legacy it is that we will leave for them. As I said, you look around at the number of individuals that live within the confines of a county, a community, whatever, and then you stand around and you do a head count. When you're out doing things in an effort to potentially have to sustain our culture, our world, our freedom, our liberties, folks, the head count is very low, but that's just the way it is. And so we need to continue to educate ourselves so that we can educate others. We can't walk around with books in our hands saying, hang on while I find the frickin' page. Hang on while I find the paragraph, okay? We need to know these things, folks. We need to know what it is that we are saying and that it is defendable because if they can catch a hitch in your giddy-up, they're going to cling to that and they're going to decimate you with that in an argument. Our goal is to educate folks. So anyway, I appreciate all of you being here. I love each and every one of you. You guys know that. I am a genuine human being that says what he means, and I know that all words have meaning, including the word love. I have a deep appreciation for every one of you that take the time out of your Sunday to come and participate in these live feeds. Share these with your friends, family members. Our job at this point is to educate and perhaps at some point it may come to the act of protecting what it is that we stand for. But either way, I pray that God be with us. I'll tell you that right now because I believe it's going to get ugly, folks. Have a great night. Have a great week coming up, folks. Everybody be safe out there. Keep your head on a swivel. As I said, Hillsdale College, go there and sign up. Send them five bucks if you have it. Whatever, they are self-funded and they are the last educational sanctuary for freedom and liberty, probably perhaps in this nation. So anyway, God bless all of you. Have a great night, and I will see you all, Lord willing, and the sun rises next Sunday. See you guys.